my God, I believe in thee, I hope in thee, I love thee, and I grieve that so often I have wounded thee by my sins. The fifth word spoken from the cross is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 19, verse 28, I thirst. This phrase has more than a literal meaning. It is important because Christ in becoming man assumed our weaknesses. He too, like any man, suffered from physical thirst. This statement is proof of the human side of Jesus Christ, his taking on of human form, including human weaknesses. Here today we suffer also from a different kind of thirst, a spiritual thirst. The Psalter provides some guides here. In Psalm 42, verses 1 to 2, Like a heart desirest the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. Psalm 63, verse 2 says, My soul thirsteth for thee, and my flesh also longeth after thee, in a barren and dry land where no water is. And Psalm 143, verse 6, My soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. The great eastern saint and younger brother of St. Basil of Caesarea, Gregory of Nyssa, a city in Asia Minor, once told a story that illustrates the Eastern concept of spiritual thirst and sheds light on any possible solution to the problem of spiritual thirst. In St. Gregory's tale, a man is walking in a dry and parched land, and the longer he walks, the more thirsty he gets. He has reached the point of desperation when he comes upon a bubbling spring. St. Gregory raises the issue of what the man did then. As Gregory put it, does he stand and ponder, as idle speakers are wont to do, as he put it, and wonder from hence the water has come, and how far it has traveled, and what are the chemical elements that make up the water? and why it came to the surface at this particular place in geography and in time. Or does he, as Gregory asks and suggests, fall to his knees, take a drink, and thank the one who sent it? Here St. Gregory's metaphorical story conveys the only solution to mankind's spiritual thirst. Accept the salvation which was and is and continues to be offered to us by Jesus Christ's propitiatory death upon the cross. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Savior of the world, who by thy cross and precious blood redeemed us, Help us, O gracious Father, to strive to supply the needs of the Savior in his body, the church, and in his poor, remembering how he said, inasmuch as ye have done it 
unto one of the least of these my brethren ye have done it unto me. Help us, O Almighty Father, to thirst after righteousness, remembering the promise of thy Son Jesus, that those who so thirst shall be filled with the water of life. Give us sympathy, O God, with those who need, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who hast prepared for those who love thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises which exceed all that we can desire through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest, and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has sent thy Son from heaven to be the bread of life, grant we pray thee that coming to him we may never hunger, and believing on him we may never thirst, that so dwelling in him and he in us we may have everlasting life through the same Jesus Christ, our only Mediator and Redeemer. Amen. O God of love, we yield thee thanks for whatsoever thou hast given us richly to enjoy, for health and vigor, for the love and care of home, for the joys of friendship, and for every good gift of happiness and strength. We praise thee for all thy servants, who by their life and example and encouragement have helped us on our way, for every vision of thyself which thou hast given us in sacrament and prayer. And we beseech thee that all these thy benefits we may use in thy service and to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the strength of the weak and comfort of sufferers, mercifully hear our prayers on behalf of the sick who call upon thee and grant by thy mighty power that their sickness may be banished if it be thy gracious will and their strength recalled that their health there upon being restored they may give thee praise through jesus christ our lord Amen. let us make our prayers in silence until 2 15 p.m O oh my God, I believe in Thee, I hope in Thee, I love Thee, and I grieve that so often I have wounded Thee by my sins. The sixth word spoken from the cross is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 19, verse 30, It is finished. What is it that is finished? Jesus' actual death upon the cross is only part of the answer, though it is the most obvious one. There is a deeper meaning. Jesus here is acknowledging that the salvific work for which he was sent to earth to be incarnate as a man is finished. 
Christian teaching since the time of St. Athanasius of Alexandria in the 4th century is that, that it had been the intention of God from the beginning, that is, before time began in our sense, that the Son of God, His only begotten Son, would enter into human history, becoming fully man and possessing a human soul like any other human. At the same time, he remained fully divine and possessing the divine will. This entry into human history was a necessary step in the life of sinful mankind. Mankind, God's creation, had been given free will by the Creator. Unfortunately, man used his free will unwisely, using it to defy God, to defy the standards he had set down in the commandments and statutes that we find in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. It is a puzzling question whether God may have intended mankind to be immortal. We do know that it was only after the sin of Adam and Eve, the sin being their violation of God's instructions not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that man was made subject to death. The church has always taught that death is the last enemy to be conquered, an interpretation found in many of our traditional Easter hymns. Jesus Christ came into human history to offer himself according to the Father's plan or economy. His propitiatory death upon the cross is a ransom offering of himself paid with his own blood. In the early Greek church, Christians understood that when this kind of ransom is offered, whoever it is that is ransomed owes a debt to the one who paid the ransom, in this case, the one with a capital O. By his death upon the cross, Christ offered the ultimate ransom, his own life, to ransom us from sin and death. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Savior of the world, who by thy cross and precious blood redeemed us, save us and help us. We humbly beseech thee, O Lord. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, who by thy divine providence hath appointed to each of one of us our work in life, and hast commanded us that we should not be slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving thee, help us ever to remember that our work is thy appointment, and to do it heartily as unto thee. Preserve us from slothfulness, and make us to live with loins girded about, and lamps burning, that whensoever our Lord may come, we may be found striving earnestly to finish the work thou hast given us through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful, visit, we pray thee, this congregation with thy love and favor. Enlighten our minds more and more with the light of the everlasting gospel, Graft in our hearts a love of the truth, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same, O blessed Spirit, whom with the Father and the Son together we worship and glorify as one God, world without end. Amen. 
Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the church is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before thee for all estates of men in thy holy church, that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may truly and godly serve thee through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O merciful God, who hast made all men, and hatest nothing that thou hast made, nor desirest the death of a sinner, but rather that he should be converted and live, have mercy upon all who know thee not as thou art revealed in the gospel of thy Son. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of thy word, and so fetch them home, blessed Lord, to thy fold, that they may be one flock under one shepherd, Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who hast made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and didst send thy beloved Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold. Pour out thy Spirit upon all flesh and hasten thy kingdom through the same, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us make our prayers in silence until 2.35 p.m. Oh my God, I believe in Thee, I hope in Thee, I love Thee, and I grieve that so often I have wounded Thee by my sins. The seventh word spoken from the cross repeats a phrase from Psalm 31.6, which is part of the Anglican Compline service. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, from Luke 23, verse 46. Scholars say that King David said these same words in repentance for his personal sins. The difference is that Jesus had no sins. Christological scholars know that these words, when they were said 1,000 years before Christ, suggested the true meaning of the sentence spoken from the cross. As St. Athanasius theorized, at some point known only to God, a Savior or the Messiah or Christ would be sent into the world as a propitiatory offering for the sin, here speaking collectively of sin, not of individual sin or sins, for the sin of mankind since Adam and Eve. We bring this commemoration of Good Friday, or Great and Sorrowful Friday as it is called in Germany, to a close by remembering the words of Psalm 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart there is no God. We know as Christians that the proper course of life is for us to place our faith totally and only in God. We have been given a remarkable guide to how we should go about this. It is found in Christ's prayer book, the most quoted book of the Old Testament in the New Testament, which Christians know as the book of Psalms. In Psalm 1, 
the two-way psalm, as it is often called, God tells us the right way to live. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he will exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the waterside that will bring forth his true fruit in, good, in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and look whatsoever he doeth it shall prosper. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, for they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Savior of the world, who by thy cross and precious blood redeemed us, save us and help us. We humbly beseech thee, O Lord. O eternal God, who committest to us the swift and solemn trust of life, since we know not what a day may bring forth, but only that the hour of serving thee is ever present, may we wake to the instant claims of thy holy will, not waiting for tomorrow, but yielding today. Lay to rest by the persuasion of thy spirit the resistance of our passion, our indolence, or our fear. Consecrate with thy presence the way in which our feet may go, so that the humblest work may shine and the rough places may be made plain. Lift us above unrighteous anger and mistrust into faith and hope and love. In all things draw us close to our Savior Christ, that thy lost image may be traced in us again, and all men looking at us may know that we have been with thee through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, whose days are without end and whose mercies cannot be numbered, make us, we beseech thee, deeply sensible of the shortness and uncertainty of human life, and let thy Holy Spirit lead us in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life, that when we shall have served thee and our generation, we may be gathered unto our fathers, having the testimony of a good conscience in the communion of thy holy Catholic Church, in the confidence of a certain faith, in the comfort of a reasonable religious and holy hope, in favor of thee, our God, and in perfect love with the world, all which we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grant, O Lord, that as we are baptized into the death of thy blessed Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, so by continually mortifying our corrupt affections we may be buried with him, and that through the grave and gate of death we may pass to our joyful resurrection for his merits who died and was buried and rose again for us, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who by thy death didst take away the sting of death, grant to us thy servants so to follow in faith where thou hast led the way, that we may at length 
fall asleep peacefully in thee, and awake up after thy likeness. Through thy mercy, who livest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace, and may light perpetual shine upon them. Amen. Amen. Let us make our prayers in silence until 2.50 p.m. O oh my God, I believe in Thee, I hope in Thee, I love Thee, and I agree that so often I have wounded Thee by my sins. O oh Lord, open Thou our lips, and our mouths shall set forth Thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Please join me as we reinforce our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed, all saying together, I believe, I believe in God, one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate of the Holy Ghost as the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and stood at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again, glory, or judge over the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead I close this service of commemoration of Good Friday with the words of the very Reverend George Hodges, Dean of the Episcopal Theological Seminary, Cambridge, Massachusetts, which were first spoken by him during Passion Season in the year of our Lord, 1904. There is no more fitting a summary of the message of the Christian understanding of the loving nature of our Almighty and Eternal God. While his words are comforting, they also contain a warning which we would be wise to keep in mind always. And now here are his words. God is always waiting to be gracious. He is always ready to help and bless and counsel us. His hand is outstretched toward us. It is we who hold our hands back. God does not give us the gift of grace unless we meet his hand with ours. For example, the woman at Capernaum, the blind man at Jericho, the malefactor or criminal at Calvary, each of them held out their hands 
and God made them rich. Let it not be said that we are like the others who came poor and went away poor, for if they did, the fault was theirs. The God of peace who brought us again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining me for this video presentation of our Good Friday service in the cross of Christ I glory. I invite you to make use of other AIC resources available 24-7 through our website. These include our exclusive videos offered in three categories, Christian education, Bible study, and seasonal, our podcast library of homilies now offering over 600 podcasts, the podcast archive with links to the soundtrack of all three of our video series, and finally the AIC bookstore now offering 12 books through the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. At that site, you can subscribe to my weekly blog and receive notice of all new blog postings. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.